be be open to driving yourself into the market more than you're open to uh, improving your skill. Hi there, and welcome to Project Genesis. Project Genesis is a fun and inspiring tripod series where photographers and creatives take us back in time to explore the start of their creative journey and reflect on the motivation, the challenges that have led them to where they are right now. What would they have done differently? What advice do they have for someone who's also at their starting point or can I say also at their genesis? My name is Dalia Akaine. I am the host of the Tripod Podcast and I would love for you to join me on this fun and inspiring ride through the journeys of these amazing creatives. Welcome to Project Genesis. Hi everyone, welcome back to Tripod. My name is Dalia Akane, I'm your host today. And as usual, you guys already know by now that I have a super amazing guest that's here with us. I'm going to introduce him just you know in a minute because really he has to be the one to tell you all about himself and the work that he does. Some of you may know him on Instagram as Code Black with double C's, not with a CK. Uh, but I think he's going to tell us a little bit more about that. So, hi, Favor, can you hear me? Sure, I can hear. Okay, thank you so much once again for joining me. Um, for those listening to us, please, can you just introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about what you do? Okay, so my name is uh, Favor Kuchiku Sinji. I'm from the other states, Nigeria. Uh, I'm a photographer, create pictures for people. Uh, that's pretty much. That's pretty much. <laughs> I'm curious yeah. to know the story behind the name, though, because I almost thought that was your name, even though it's not. I don't know, but like I almost thought that it's a fancy name. So maybe you can tell us a little bit about that. Uh, so anytime I'm asked to like say or oh, how I form my brand name, I usually. I'm usually shy about it because then it was a very, very weird process to, <laughs> get, to get the brand name here. So basically, basically, can you hear me? Yes, I can. Please continue. Okay. Okay. So basically, before I, I got to this to the brand name I currently use, I had tried some other ones prior. So I had used, so it, it was actually in 2017. So I, I just started learning. That was after I graduated from college. So I started learning uh, photography from a studio or at the studio rather. So at that time, I was like, okay, probably I might decide to pursue this thing full time or professionally. So I was like, okay, I should start creating a branding that I would identify myself with before I start you know, going or start developing into like the business professionally. So I came up with some other names. I started with one weird one. I think uh, I think I started with uh, Color House Media because then I wanted to I wanted to uh, mix painting, owning the paint company rather than doing yeah. the rest, owning the painting and doing photography. So I wanted a name that would sound like an umbrella name for both businesses, the paint, okay. the paint business, photography business. So I went with Color House Media, but then it just sounded very very. I mean, I'm a young guy, so we're just having like very, very serious, very, very serious stuff. 
Okay. So I was like, you know, I, had to, I had to find a name that would be more youth friendly because I think my major target audience for photography are youths. So I was like, okay. So I came up with some other one. That one was just, I, I didn't use that one for two weeks. Yeah. And then, then one, one night I was in my room and I was like, okay, this is the night I was going to make like final decision on the branding. So I thought about several things then I was like, okay. So I'm, I'm dark skinned. I know nobody can see me, but I'm dark skinned. So, and my son name actually, according to my dad, means black man, a black man. So I was like, okay. I kept black on the side. So I was like, so I was like whatever thing I was going to, whatever name I was going to create, there's yeah. already something called in it. So I was like, okay, that's black. What would I use to, what would I add to black as a suffix or a prefix yeah. that make it sound cool other than just black? Because when someone hears black, it's just like the color. So I was like, okay, let me think, think, think. And something just came to my mind, just put code. And so I just put code. I said, oh, put that. So it sounded like, it sounded, in my head, it sounded like one kind of uh, high end military operation. <laughs> Like, but just it sounded really cool in my head, so I was like, okay, cool, black. So then I needed, I needed an assurance that what I had done made sense. I mean, I don't want to do something that people just laugh at me. So I was like, okay, I did a survey on WhatsApp. So I said, okay, I needed to make like final decision on the brand name for my photography brand. I was like, okay, well, they like my real name, which is Favor, that's in G or cool, black, and. 100% went for cold black. Wow. So, so, <laughs> so you, you, asked, you asked the audience, basically, and they answered. Yes, 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 I did. That's such a cool way to pick a name, though, because, you know, you came more from a perspective of, I want to know what other people think about this, not just my own thoughts, right? Yes. I think I like the name, right? And I like the fact that the black is like double C and it's not the traditional K. So right. it has like sure. a five. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Wow. So that's an interesting story. That's an amazing way to kick this off, right? So thank you so much for sharing that. Um, I really would have never imagined that there was such an interesting story to this. But really, when you think about it, it's like code. And I'm just realizing now, like the code, even the code is like K-O-D-E. It's not even the same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Everything is just different. So, 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 so the idea was, since I was not going to be using normal CK for black, yeah. uh, I was not going, going to use like the normal C for code. So I was like, I put, I put uh, in place of uh, C for code, I put K. And in case in case of K for black, I think it's still there. So that's mm. another way to look at it. That's really another way to look at it. That's how to change the world. <laughs> you start by changing your <laughs> <laughs> I love that. That's that's really amazing. So let's kick things off, shall we? Um, can we sure. if we're going back to the beginning, what was the major motivation yeah. to start your business? Because I know so many people have different stories and different inspirations behind it. But I'm curious to know for you, when you look back at the beginning, can you pinpoint to one thing or maybe a couple of things and said, 
this this is the reason why I started. To be honest, I can't I can't I can't fit into one thing because there were like several several things that occurred that, that I stumbled into photography. So it's also like okay from the beginning of time. Uh, I, I wanted to own the photograph business. I actually wanted to be, I actually wanted to be a software guy. I wanted to design software. Well, basically, I wanted to be an IT guy. But then I, I graduated from college, and you know, African parents start telling you that what is your plan for your future. <laughs> so I was in the house waiting for any YC to happen. But then I was telling me, up, like, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? So, so I, I don't speak too much. Uh, I think the, the, the motivation to start the business was first, I, I, didn't, I knew I was, no matter what profession I was going to do in my life, or no matter what thing I had to do to make money, I was not going to work on that someone. So I wanted to own my own business. And I think at the, at the time when I thought about it, Photography was the thing I knew I could do and manage myself without having to work with somebody. So that was like the, the major motivation to start for the photography business. After I learned, because in 2017, that was when I started learning it, but I didn't practice until after my NYC in 2019. So, yeah, that, that's it. I don't know if I've answered your question correctly. Yeah, I think, no, I, I mean, there's no correct answer. It's not an interview. <laughs> I, I know there's no correct answer, but if, if I had, if I had that information you wanted. No, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I think what I got from that is you mentioned, you know, the traditional. Okay, now you're done with school. Like how far? Like what's yeah. going <laughs> What's going to happen? Yeah, yeah. And then for you, your major motivation exactly. was, you know, wanted something that you could run yourself. Right, not just in exactly. your own business, but like you want to be able to manage every single thing by yourself. Yes, exactly. But then you mentioned something about software development. Did you feel like maybe if you're a software developer, you won't be able to handle that, like manage all your affairs, you know, by yourself? Like maybe it won't be as independent as if you are a photographer. I actually would have been able to do it. I actually would have been able to do it. The thing is, the, the software development didn't happen because the Nigerian school education system happened to me. I mean, I wanted to, I wanted to study in school. I wanted to study computer science or computer engineering, and then the school I applied for, like, oh, this course is not accredited at the moment. So I had to switch and do something else. And I ended up studying physics in school that I didn't wanted to do. So oh, then, I, as soon as I was done with school, I just lost interest in like the software development. And that's how like the vision for being a software guy is chilling. It's not dead; it's just chilling. And so I can decide. I can decide right now that I want to pick it up and just actually apply to an IT school and then continue. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. It's it's the traditional sense of things, right? The idea, and that's the funny thing is when it comes to most of these careers, you don't even need to go yeah. to like the traditional school because really school doesn't yeah. teach you. <laughs> school doesn't teach you sure. anything about it in reality. I'm telling you, like, I'm telling you because I did I did a little bit of 
computational physics in my 400 level in school. And it was too basic. Like, I mean, I could not use, if, if that was what I was going to be learning in school, I definitely would not have been able to even use it to do anything. I was still out of it. Absolutely. Yeah, uh, it's it's really the worst when I think about it. I mean, personally, I think I'm a very multifaceted human being because I do so much now. But traditionally, uh, my field is, you know, information systems and computing and coding and all of that. But I would boldly tell anybody any day that it had nothing to do with university. 100% nothing to do with university because ask any developer you know they don't teach you anything I don't know maybe there is some secret university we are not aware of <laughs> I don't teach anything anyway <laughs> except there's a secret university we don't know about but for the ones that we know there's there's really nothing there so yeah I, I totally understand you in that regard though so it was a matter of Okay, so that means you had the passion for computers even before you got into the university. Yeah. Exactly, I did. Wow, and then they sent you to physics. Isn't that wonderful? Yeah. <laughs> Very sad. Okay, but no, I wouldn't say sad anyway. I think in a way it kind of, you know, tailored you towards your ultimate goal you know when you think about it directly indirectly it pushed you towards photography right so how was the experience like um i would say for like the first year in your photography business did you encounter any kind of challenges what were the things you liked what were the things that you didn't like uh I think I think for me, yeah, I did I did not really like when when you bring other photographers and ask them to tell you their story and their challenges when they started. Yeah. I feel I feel my own my own challenge would be different because I think I had I'm I'm some sort of like a forward person. So before I when I decided I was going to do photography, I had I had mapped and like I had I had a layout of how I was going to operate. So, I mean, I mean, if you if you recall back to like starting, even getting my branding, this was in 2017 yeah. when I wasn't even sure that I was going to practice uh, photography professionally. Like, it was not going to be for me. But then I was thinking ahead and I was like, okay, I need to start creating a branding now in case I do this thing professionally. So there's already a name that I would use to address me by. So when I when I started. Uh, the, the major challenges of that that photographers we say their face was I think one of them would be getting equipment. But for me, I was lucky; I did not struggle with equipment. Uh, uh, I was able to purchase like the basic things I needed to use at, at the time of my startup. I was able to get uh, an amateur camera for my light. I got like basically anything I needed to shoot the job. I got it. Then some other challenge that people would say they faced, especially in this uh, country, African parents' mentalities, their parents. I mean, in 2017, photography was not considered uh, a job that was lucrative. Yeah. And even even my dad, even my dad at some point said, so it was like when I told him almost photography I'm doing, it was like, see cameraman, you know, there's this mentality <laughs> cameraman was going. When you see when you see these paparazzi guys, you know, jumping about trying to get pictures. So that was like the mentality of that 
So imagine, imagine for a guy that, that is pretty intelligent, mm -hmm. saying he wants to be that kind of person that wants to carry a camera and jump now and seeking for people to photograph. So my dad was like, it's the cameraman work you want to do now. <laughs> but then but then he was not apprehensive. My parents were not apprehensive of it. They gave me full support. They did not buy me, they did not buy me. Yes, I bought everything by myself. But then, you know, that that's uh, moral back in the oh, this yeah. is what my son has decided to do. I would not stress him it. Let him do what he wants to do. Yes, I was lucky in that regard. So I think I think the 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 problem. It's not, it's not a problem, but then it's, it's bound to happen for every new business owner is getting clients. So, I mean, you have started, you have started a, a business. How do you source for clients? How do you go about it? So, and and it's it's uh, it's probably to the realization that uh, photography is uh, an entirely different thing from photography business. Yeah. So, so, so it got me to that realization because I mean, as a photographer, I think my, my works are great, but then nobody knows my work great. It was great, so I wasn't getting clients at all. Across. So I had to now start uh, learning how to promote my photography, my skill as a business, other than the uh, base uh, value of just creating good photographs. I had to create good yes. photographs to make money. So, so I think that's like the initial challenge I had. So I said I started practicing photography fully in 2019. That's after my NYC. So I think during 20, 2019 after NYC, then early 2020, just before lockdown, uh, I was struggling to to get clients. But then during the lockdown, while everybody was doing the pop daddy challenge, I was uh, learning how to. <laughs> I, I was learning how to be like a better business guy than photographer. So I think that's the only challenge I encountered with really. And that that is actually a major challenge because just like you rightly said, there is a big difference between the practice of photography and the business of photography, right? A lot of photographers, they have nailed down the practice. They can do and undo with their cameras. They literally know their stuff. And there's little that you teach them about how to take photos, how to edit, how to retouch, all those things. But then when you come to the business of it, how to find clients, how to keep clients, <laughs> that's where... A lot of people need some kind of help or support, or they need to learn about it. So that's a very real problem that I can imagine. And in lockdown, it's not funny at all. No, that period, I I, I wish I could black out 2020 <laughs> from my mind. But, you know, if, if Dizzy wishes were horses or if dreams were horses, how do people even say that thing again, Seth? But it's a different ballgame entirely. So I think, yeah, it's a very um, real problem. And I know that a lot of people still even face that even today, you know, and it's a matter of how do you get past that? Because business is a continuous thing. It's not even something that you just yeah. learn one time and you're like, okay, now yeah. I'm an expert. I'm going to have clients for the rest of my life. Ah, not yeah. exactly. <laughs> 
So, but can you tell us a little bit about at least, you know, while we we're busy doing the Bob Daddy Challenge, shout out to Faust. <laughs> um, yeah, while we we're busy doing all of that and you are taking the very good time to learn more about becoming a better business owner, can you tell us in what ways you were able to overcome that challenge of, you know, handling the business of things? Uh, so, like you said, uh, business is quite progressive. So, there's no like, there's no uh, one particular way to actually face or solve challenges with business. I mean, yeah. problems are evolving, so much the business is evolving. But then, so how I was able to, how I was able to leverage lockdown to kickstart my business was then, I knew during lockdown, everybody was with their phones. Yeah, everybody had their phones. That was the only way with this case. And so, I mean, social media was crazy. Activity on social media was crazy. So, uh, what I did then was, despite the fact that we were on lockdown and we could not move and I could not choose, I was doing lots of social media promotion. So, I had I had so many photographs I had created that they had not shared. So I started sharing them during lockdown, putting them out to people's faces, promoting them online. So prior to that time, I made prior to lockdown, that, that was around uh, in quarter because it was around, we went on lockdown around April. So prior to that time, I had not even gone on YouTube. But then I knew I knew the things I did during lockdown worked for me because as soon as uh, Wiki said, oh, you guys can move about. From like I think around June, so from like June 2020, I started having calls. Oh, I'm coming to your studio. Where's your studio located? Your works are really nice. This one, that one. So yeah, I think I for me the, the answer to your question is I leverage social media. Social media is very, 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 very valuable to business of photography. Like if if you are uh, a photographer that can leverage social media for your business, you would actually you'd actually feel good about it, like it works. So I think that was, that was how I used to like, uh, it starts the uh, whole thing, business thing, social media basically. Okay, now that's very interesting really, because just like you said, um, that period where all just, all we had was social media, right? <laughs> When you think back yeah, exactly. at that time, really all we had was social media. I know some people were fortunate to actually even be with their families. You know, some people went back to their family homes and everything. Yeah. But a lot of people yeah. were not with family that period. They were just by themselves, right? So I can yeah. imagine that literally all they would do is go online and just scroll and scroll and say what's happening in the world today, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and I feel like even, you know, since 2020, we haven't, that effect of social media is still very much active because a lot of people yeah. just kind of fell in love with social media and there's no need going back. Like even if, okay, yeah, the, we're not in lockdown anymore and, you know, the effects of COVID, we're not feeling it as much on this side of the world, but we still are very much online, yeah. right? We're looking at what's yeah. going on yeah. and it's, but, you know, it's kind of, it brought us closer. Um, yeah, so that's a very important point. If you are a photographer listening to this right now, I need to ask you what your social media game is like. And if you are thinking about it and honestly saying to yourself that, you know, you're not taking advantage of social media, believe me, 
right? Believe me and believe us. <laughs> you absolutely <laughs> be online. It does, it's like magic when you even imagine that someone somewhere in the world will just send you a message and then just like that, you get to work together, they pay you and that's it. You didn't have to set up a physical shop. You didn't have to pay for flyers. You didn't have to pay for a banner. You probably didn't even run ads, right? Did you run any ads? I, I did, I did a few, I did a few, I did a few, quite. No, ads are very important to, uh, <laughs> I did a few. I, I still do, even up till now, I still do. But at the, at the moment where I am now, because I think around 2020, my social media following was 2,000 followers. Mm-hmm. Right now it's about 11,000 followers. So, that's uh, absolutely cool. Yeah. So I did, I, I did a few. Promotions are very vital. Ads, they are very, very vital because because I, I usually tell I usually tell some colleagues that reach out to me and say, oh, how do I go about getting uh, clients and all that? Or I'm, I'm I'm not a selfish person, so I, I usually divulge my information. I divulge information and say, oh, so here's how I went about it. So the term I use is basically my money, then take the time money. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That's it. I spend. I, I, agree I spend. I spend. I spend. I spend minimum at least minimum five thousand around and almost every month. That's what I spend for my business. get and for me now, I don't. I don't see it as a big deal. Initially, when I said it was a big deal for me, at least I would do ask for like one thousand naira, two thousand naira. But then I know the kind of the kind of level I want my business to get to. I know the kind of people I want to attract. Now you can't, you can't, you can't, you can't attract, or you can't, you can't base or, or like, you can't depend on Instagram's algorithm to give you, or social media algorithms to give you the people that you want to reach out to. But then with promoting ads, you can actually, you can actually reach to those particular people. So for me, yeah, my, my, my target market is for for young old women. So uh women within the age group of 27 to 35 years old. That's my market because they those women would pay you good money to shoot them. They want they want to want to feel really good. They will pay you good money to, to shoot them. So I mean when I when I first went to to other courts in 2019 to start the business. I was attracting initially, initially I was attracting school students, school students that would that you that would beg you, beg you, beg you, beg you to want to work with them, guys. But it wasn't it wasn't going to be lucrative for me in the long run. Yeah. So I, I I surveyed the market and I, I asked a few questions. And a friend of mine told me that if I wanted to stay in Kotaku and make money from photography, I should I should cancel school uh, uh, university students from my target market and they are not going to pay me and they'll stress me out. I should look for women between the age of 27 to 35 years. Those are women that and since then. So that's that's like my target audience on, on Instagram if I'm running ads and it's been very, very lucrative. It's been working for me. So I spend money. I promote I promote ads up to now and you know uh you would feel you would feel is even for startups only that need to promote ads. There are big names in the photography business. I come across their ads. 
I don't know if you know, if you've heard of image file courtesy. It's image file courtesy. There's Emmanuel Oyeleke. Yeah, there's a fabulous Banjing Abuja. These are, these are top, top guys. These are guys that will charge you close to between 500k to 1 million naira for photography sections. Yeah. But these guys are still, these guys are still running ads. We would come across their ads. And I will tell my circle of friends, when I see, try so and speak to you on this point. Please, anything. <laughs> so I will tell my guys, when I see these guys, and they run ads, and you are saying you know they get clients, how can they want to say they exist for this space when they know they see you? So the ideology, let me repeat myself in English. The idea is, the logic is, I usually tell people that, irrespective of your work, if people don't know you exist, they are not going to hire your services. So how do you know, how do you want people to make, how do you want people to know you exist? Put yourself in their eyes. And how do you put yourself in their eyes? Promote your post, run ads. That's, that's the secret to what I do, essentially. Then, 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 I, I think, now, from, from that level of from that level of being able to put yourself in people's eyes to get them to get your your first line of clients. Yeah. The next the next step for you in the business is how to satisfy these people you've been able to get that they start doing evangelism for you. Mm-hmm. And 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 that that brings us to the part of the business where uh, you have to. You have to build yourself to actually for each photo session you do with the clients, let's be an experience for them. Let's be an experience that oh, anytime that something about photography is mentioned, they would always remember you and say, Oh, I remember when I did a session with this guy, this was what happened. And let it be a good experience that would make them refer people to, to your brand. I mean, I yeah. think that that's happened now, now, now. Uh, okay, I haven't said running ads for this thing, but then I've done, I've done a couple of jobs for clients that have come from referrals from last year's job, last year's jobs rather. Yeah. These people have have I have worked for these people and they are single. This guy is actually good, not just for the quality of pictures he creates, but then the general experience of creating these pictures is was just interesting. And they're like, oh, guy, come to this, just use this photographer, that kind of thing. So yeah. Uh, that's it that's so much like that's so much to take away and i feel like you could literally charge somebody (laughs) this is almost like a free like a training that you could literally charge someone for and say just come and sit down let me tell you what i know (laughs) yeah because exactly but i don't i don't really i don't really think about no, I, I really appreciate the fact that you have been very transparent about all of these things because you've said, first of all, you spoke about the fact that as anybody that wants to do business should know, it's money that you used to make money, right? Don't think that you're yeah. just going to be able to get on very easily. Yeah, maybe in the beginning, just like you said, in the beginning, you were able to get like students and all of that. That's not bad, but then yeah. that's interesting. That's entry level. And then when you are ready to scale, you knew that you had to do something different. 
And then another very important yeah. point is the fact that you are very, very clear, like crystal clear on this is who my target audience is. I'm not just looking for everybody. I'm not just targeting everybody. Yeah, okay. Obviously, you may not just turn down certain clients, but when it comes to what right. you're actively promoting, you know that this is who I'm targeting because they fit into the kind of money that you want to make. And I think that's a very exactly. important point. Please, I think I was working with, I was saying this to a client of mine a few days ago, a few weeks ago, and I said, never ever say that your target audience is everybody. It is absolutely not possible. If you are trying to target everybody, then no one is going to pay attention to you because everybody is going to say, oh, no, it's not for me. It's not for me. It's not for me. But when yeah. you're very specific as to this is who I'm targeting, then it's very easy or it's much easier to actually get their attention, right? Yeah. Okay, so that's that's a lot that's coming out from that. And then you also, you know, spoke about the very the importance of visibility, especially in the online space today. And I'm happy that we're talking about this because if people don't know you, like how exactly are you going to get the clients that you desire? Personally, I'm a very big advocate of social media, but then you have to differentiate yourself. You have to be able to stand out. If you are just literally in a space where everybody is doing similar or maybe the same thing, how exactly are people going to be able to say, oh, do you know this guy <laughs> or this lady that's doing this thing? It's not going to be like, oh yeah, all the same. Right, so that's I mean, I mean, like that's just a lot of helpful points, like pointers and tips and strategies that anyone listening to this should be right. Please hope you are with your pen and paper. We're giving you free strategies right now. Like you need to be writing, you need to be writing this down. Right. So thank you so much for sharing that. Again, I really appreciate how open you are to discussing some of these things because I know that some people are not, you know, it's a matter of, oh, uh, maybe someone will have to pay for it, which is not a bad thing if you want to charge for it. But then I'm very happy that you are sharing these experiences for anyone that's coming up because this is like growth hacking. Right, you don't need to go through the stress that other people have gone through. Now they are giving you the secrets to just fire through and hit it big. So I think we should all be learning from this. Um, so the next thing I wanted to ask about is, you know, as a creative in Nigeria, as a Nigerian creative, what do you think is yeah. something that kind of inspires you or pushes you to get up every day and do what you do, despite all that we go through in this country? What's something that you kind of wake up every morning and that thing reminds you or inspires you or motivates you and you're like, yeah, I have work to do. I'm going to get my work done. Do you want me to be honest? <laughs> I do. I actually, I actually do want to be honest. <laughs> All right. So the motivation is, uh, uh, okay. The thing is, uh, as uh, a creative generally, I feel I, feel, I, I enjoy, I enjoy the process of it. I enjoy, I enjoy. I enjoy wanting to get So if even in cases where uh, I don't have plans to shoot working personal projects, it's, the drive is just there, but the passion to actually do this thing. But then when it comes down to 
uh, a creative pushing in terms of the business part of it, trying to get money. Um, I'm trying to get money so I can use this country. I'll be, I'll be connected to you. <laughs> uh, so that's part of why. That's why. That's part of why I'm very active in the business. Make money, get enough, and just jump back. Except by God's hand, this country just gets better. Because to be honest, being a creative in this in this country is very, very. It's very, very tough. Um, I mean, I have friends that are photographers, photographers and yeah. when they when they start telling me, when they start telling me about how lucrative business is over there and how like the ease of doing the business there, it's just it's just so good. I mean, uh, in Nigeria here, we suffer with, with many things. Uh, that this is not even on the premise of the business because I mean, if it's business, you know, okay, you're receiving money to perform a service. But then, as a creative, someone that, that wants to create stuff, there are so many limitations in this country that I feel don't make sense. I mean, uh, uh, for me, I, I'm not I'm not a photographer that fancy shooting in the studio. So naturally, when I went, when I when I was starting out, I, was, I used to tell my friends that oh, I would really shoot pictures in the studio. But then, only should make crayfish pen now. <laughs> but then, one of the major challenge was oh, getting getting locations to shoot. A I mean, suitable location for that matter. Yeah, we have, and you know the problem. The problem is we have we are gifted with amazing locations that when we tell stories with those locations like it's it's capable enough to drive drive international audience down to that place but then you're going to a place to shoot and let's say there is yes there are so many restrictions and locations to shoot in, in nigeria so many so many restrictions to shoot okay like the only place the only place i knew i had stayed where I had a bit of freedom with shooting in several open locations was in Apaibom State, Uyo precisely. So I think Uyo for places I've visited, Uyo is like the, it's like the most lenient place. I think I've not been to Abuja, but I hear that Abuja is lenient too. But in places like Lagos, Portacourt, before you go to the place to shoot, I mean, the let's say the the guardian or whoever manages this area is telling you oh, you are going to pay twenty five thousand you're going to pay thirty thousand yeah. to shoot at this space so if if you're shooting the client you can tell the client that oh this is what the, the owner or the manager of this space is charging you and the clients can decide that okay i'm fine i'll pay i want to shoot here i'll pay to do it but then imagine when you're trying to create your own stuff uh, you're trying to manage your budget Make yeah. your project as soon as possible. You're going to a place and they're telling you that oh, you, you can't shoot here. If you some there's a place in this water code that is really nice, and they'll tell you flatly, flatly, no, we don't want you to shoot here. And I feel I'm telling you, and I feel and I feel and I feel sometimes I, I wonder how they reason this stuff because then photographs are a very, very compelling instrument that mm -hmm. most business owners don't know, especially, especially restaurant owners, restaurants with good, with good designs and material. Now, yeah. I know, I know, I know uh, a lounge in Port Harcourt here that designed 
designed their their lounge so that it could work for people that want to take photographs. Wow. I mean, they built the place to enable photographers to come and shoot at a reasonable, reasonable price. You get, I mean, and it's allowed, it's allowed. So, 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 so the, the person that manages that business is very smart because then people are coming there to create mm-hmm. pictures. I mean, it's any process of creating pictures. You're, you're also purchasing things at the place there. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's revenue for, that's revenue for you. Also, when you make the post and you tag the location, you're also driving attention to that. Absolutely. That place. Yeah. You get that what some people don't really understand. You just oh, they see oh, people are coming to shoot it because you just slam ridiculous charges on it and you have, you have chased people away from there. Yeah. Although I understand, I really understood it. You know, honestly. <laughs> yeah. So, so, so I was, I was about to say that I understand why some managers, some, some places would not allow uh, photographers to to use the space. Because I mean, there's the issue of there's the issue of abuse to him. But then I think there can be a little bit of leniency because yeah. the whole thing. So really, really creative in this country is is tough. And something else again is that that is a, is a challenge that pushes me to actually be at my best. And, you know, because if you're at your best, then you're earning money. Some of these things will not be challenges to me. But something that drives me to is the fact that based on the, the adverse effect of our economy, I mean, the, the cost of running a photography business is ridiculously high. So. If you want to stay in this place, you have to grind hard. Grind hard. In 20, 2020, uh, the camera I currently use, I could purchase it for 250000 yeah. That's okay. for a UK used one. Yeah. You can get it for 2000 to 80000 Now that same camera is for 600000 <laughs> Six hundred thousand. So now imagine, imagine you're a photographic oh brand that doesn't that doesn't have good turnover at the end of every month. Mm. How how would you? That means you would pack up. So that's <laughs> part of the reasons why we grind hard. So, so that's that's another that's another thing that pushes us to to actually do better. So our income can increase, or we can travel out. My God, so, I'm, I'm even trying to do the math in my brain and I can't do it. Like I'm comparing the 600,000, like I'm trying to calculate for the 600K budgets. Like how much is that minus profits, minus the fact okay. that you're a human being, minus your efforts, minus your time, minus the other costs, because obviously you don't just need like only a camera, you have other things no. you need. My God, that's that's just something else. And I think, yeah, thank you. I think that's amazing that you've kind of shined the light on that because when we start talking about the Nigerian economy and maybe food prices, I think we're very keen on food prices because obviously we need to eat. But yes. <laughs> we're always talking more about food prices going up and you know, maybe fuel prices going up as well. But we don't consider things like this, especially for a service-based business. We talk a lot about product-based. It's simple to calculate it for product-based. When you think about service-based, how do you begin to put all that math in? That something in 2020 was 250,000 or bad as bad, maybe 300K. 
And now you're talking 600 watts. <laughs> I can't even begin That's to say that man. When I saw the price two days ago, I was shocked. I'm like, this was something above around 6,000. It's the magic that we get to see every day in Nigeria. I used to say to people that Nigeria is like we're acting Nollywood. We're doing <laughs> we're acting our own film here. We just wake up and we just see magic. Like magic is just playing out in our eyes. Something used to be 100 near and today is 500. And we're like, okay, like, okay, you know. I think the day that it really got to me was the day I found out that pure water was now 20 naira. And I was like, okay. Mm. <laughs> you just kind of come to terms with it and you're like, okay, so this is our reality now. All right. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't complain anymore. I think <laughs> the opposite my house where I go to get stuff. I went to, I went to get a bottle of granite three days ago. The granite I was buying for I think 700 naira. I just said, no, I mean, granite is 1,100 naira now. Mm-hmm. Like, how? Oh, it's something like that for me. Just last year, year now, 700 naira. Yep. But yep. even now, in 2022, that granite, a bottle is 1,100. I said, I'll give it granite. I want not eat granite. I want to eat that would survive in the country is tough. That's magic. That's magic, right? You just wake up and everything changes, and we're just like, okay, (laughs) this is where we are right now. But yeah, these are real issues that I think we need to talk about because a lot of times we don't even see them. I I I don't think I've even considered the impact of all this, you know, um economic turmoil and everything on service-based businesses. I've really been thinking about it more about products because it's easier to identify buy the product but when you think about services how do you charge a client and tell them that oh my service used to be fifty thousand, but now it's seventy thousand because of the economy you know that's on its own even sound somehow to someone is that like value added tax (laughs) is that service charge (laughs) where's the extra money coming in from but we have to factor those things in and at some point we have to start increasing our prices because really you can't just continue to charge the same thing when everything around you is going up so yeah anyways i think this is this is a lot that we've discussed on this and i'm really happy to hear and thank you for sharing that honest truth there's absolutely nothing wrong you know with the fact that your major inspiration is is actually sustainability if you know we're talking about very honest perspective Because wherever you go to, even if you were to move abroad, you're just thinking about how you can sustain the business. The fact that you know that your business has so much potential to do a whole lot better, but then Nigeria poses all these different limitations. So I see that as sustainability, which is absolutely a necessity for every business. Okay, now on the final note, well, not a final note, we're almost on the final note. For anyone listening to this right now, um, that's a photographer or an aspiring photographer or a creative in general, what advice or strategies would you have for someone who wants to kick off their own business doing the kind of things that you do? If you want to do a photography business, I'll tell you, don't, don't waste, don't waste. Uh, uh, 
simply, if you want to do, if you want to do business, be more of a businessman than a photographer, which because then I'll, I'll explain for them this point because then when I started, I my mentality then was oh, I need to, I need to get. I need my photography skills to be flawless. And if my photography skill is flawless, to generate client automatically, that was a very, very good part line that I told myself. <laughs> and the funny thing is, and the funny thing is, I told some other people to us, like, come on, guy, I just learned something, there's something we call retouching. So mm-hmm. even retouching, learn color grading, mm-hmm. perfect, that's it. And clients will start flopping to you for where. I did, I learned, I learned as at 2019, I learned the retouching that was before then. Learned it flawless and clients did not come. I was hungry. Okay. <laughs> so, 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 so don't, be, I would say, uh, be, be open to driving yourself into the market more than you're open to, uh, Improving your skill. It's it's a two way it's a two way thing in the, in the sense that okay, I mean if you're able to if you're able to drive yourself in the market, what would keep you there is now your skill. Okay. So the best way to do it is to put both things side by side. So as you're improving your skill as a startup photographer, as you're improving your skill, drive yourself into the market. Don't wait to do one before you do the other because I mean. The photography business now, I'll be very honest, is very, very, very saturated. In 2017, you would really find you really find parents telling their, their children to learn learn photography. You would you would really find people saying things making saying things like, "Oh, I want to get to that." But really, things were still you you still there as a 2017 when I was learning. It was so. I want to be a doctor, I want to be this one, I want to be this one. But then Nigeria is happening to lots of us. So, you know, the major way to survive is to learn the skill. Now, photography is such a very, 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 very highly sought skill that I feel I feel like, like I feel it's just like very, very wrong statistics, but I feel like 75% of young Nigerian guys are photographers now. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like nobody wants to be any other. It's, it's the same way with how ladies would finish school and want to be like a makeup artist or a fashion designer yeah, or sell yeah, yeah. or make cake. Yeah, for us, the guys, yeah, it's either photography. a photographer, it's either a photographer, a software developer, or mm-hmm. a crypto trader. Those are the three things now that are becoming heavily saturated. So photography is heavily saturated. So if you're waiting, if you're waiting to to learn the skill to perfection before you drive yourself into business. Someone that just learned yesterday will start the business and before you know his branding is has gone higher than I'm telling you. So I said I said my first point, let me expand on my first point. I said don't be lazy. Don't be lazy because photography is very, very tedious job. I mean from our previous conversations down to having this podcast was I mean, I told you that I, I had to apologize several times. I'm busy, I'm busy, I'm busy. I'm <laughs> it requires it requires load load of physical and mental strength yeah. to become a photographer. Serious, it's like with serious 
physical and mental strength to become a photographer. Then the something else I would advise someone that is trying to start up is be optimistic. Be optimistic about the thing. Uh, there's there's no overnight success in, in the business because then for 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 a startup, as in when you start, you're like, okay, you're saying you'll be hearing some photographers supporting uh, some certain amounts they charge for the session. I knew that it's that it's just starting. It, 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 you, you want to start. start. <laughs> <laughs> you, want to, you, want to, you want to chill with these big boys now, now, now. How? How? How is it possible? And uh, again, I've been honest on this podcast, so I'll say something honest again. I used to be that guy. I, initially, I was that, I was that guy. I mean, I started, I started, and I started putting my eyes, I found it eyes for other people's business. I'm like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and, and you know, that's why I said, that's why I said, don't dwell so much on your skill, because then the, the, the quality of work I was creating at that time could match those guys' own. But those guys were collecting big bags of money. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't collecting it. And at some point, it got me frustrated. I'm like, come oh, on, I am I sure this thing that I decided to do is God. But that is the right part. <laughs> <laughs> let me now, 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 let me go and look for something else to do. Look at the waste my time. <laughs> yes. So it, it got so bad for me that I stopped doing on Instagram. Wow. I, I didn't want to. I didn't want to see that. I didn't want to see that people that that uh, I create same quality as we're charging this amount of money. Mm-hmm. So, but then I got. I'm. I'm very. I don't dwell on negativity for so long. So I. I really cleared my head. I'm like, no, no, no. I began to sit down and think that these people. They did not start. They did not start twenty. 19. I mean, when I listen to some, there's a guy in Potapot here that is like one of the top photographers in Potapot. Mm-hmm. This guy said he started doing photography from, I think, 2013. 2013. That's, that's, yeah. So that's, that's like, that's like eight years in the business. <laughs> you that just started your business. <laughs> you just started your business in 2021. Mm-hmm. You are already saying, ah, why, why is this guy charging 200k for a session and I'm charging 20k for a session? You should start fun. charging. You, you don't have, I know, I know the photography, like generally business is such a funny thing that, okay, it doesn't really, sometimes it doesn't really matter your, your age in the business, how long you're yeah. in the business, having your success here. But then you can't, you can't overlook the travail of someone that has been doing this thing for over a that guy has that guy has been at the era where they were calling photographers cameraman. cameraman. Those are the those are the people that <laughs> yes, those are the people that they call cameraman or carry camera and jump from one event to another event. Is he that <laughs> exactly? So you can't you can't exactly compare that guy's travels, years of travel to you that just started one year and you want to start. So the thing is, I said be optimistic. If you're starting today and you don't start getting uh, uh, gigs right away yeah. or feel like you're only getting value for it, chill. Just so far you know, so far you know you're deliberate about putting the, the hard work, the, the results will start to show. 
And when they start to show you, you would not think about the times that you suffered. Mm-hmm. Like I told you, I started, I started in 2019 professionally. Like I said, I said look, I was getting to forget and any money from me for 2019. Yeah. So 2019, throughout lockdown 2020, I did, I, I was not getting, I was not, I was I wasn't even getting as much as high. Nobody was even saying hi. What are your say? What are your ways? That people were that people were say, oh, at least people are even recognizing that this entity is present here. Yeah. I wasn't having as much as that, you get. But then I'm I'm a very optimistic person. So I was like, I mean, I knew I knew guy, they put your effort inside this thing. Mm-hmm. Results will come out. Results will come out. Don't don't overly rush it. It's it's no rush if you know you're doing the right thing. And I think in the previous part of this podcast, I've given how I was able to go through. Yeah. If you're doing the right thing, if you're sure you're doing the right thing, continue with it. The, the results will, they will show forward. They will show forth. Like it will happen. It will happen. So, Absolutely. Thank you so much for that. So, conclusion. I want to add the conclusion that please don't want to chill with the big boys. <laughs> <laughs> it's too early eh? don't worry you will chill with them but it's not yet time and then after, hey, let's talk, sorry sorry to sorry to cut sorry to cut uh in, in around the time when i was still learning and i was still starting out here yeah, there yeah. so many photographers, photographers that I, I used to look up to and like oh, no, these guys are like oh geez those guys are following me now instagram mm-hmm. I mean, I'm chill, I'm chilling with the big boys. Yeah, chilling with the big boys. <laughs> I'm telling you, but it didn't it didn't start it didn't start because me now so I put I put in my own work to mm-hmm. get them to recognize me to get around their circle. Yeah. It took it took years of consistent persistently following them, nurturing my own skill, building myself and everything. And I'm, I'm, I think. And if you if you mention oh find this one somewhere before you mention like up to 20 people don't you find him inside it? I love that. I really, really love that. Really. And thank you for sharing that last bit. True. Well, so you see that when you put in the hard work and you're actually patient with yourself eventually that thing that you've been rushing to do it will come and meet you there's no rush just i'm telling you (laughs) it's actually come and meet you okay so now to the final bit of this i want to shine a you know a very special light on your business is there something that you're working on at the moment? Is there something that you want to raise awareness about? Is there something that you just need us to kind of send people there and say, go and see what is happening? You know, what's something that you're currently working on? What's something that's keeping you busy? Let's shine a very special spotlight on that thing. Uh, to be honest, I don't think I don't I don't think I am onto anything that I really need uh, publicity for in terms of my business. I don't think, but then in terms of like general location of where I stay in Portugal, we are suffering. We are suffering uh, this uh, illegal country, and it's affecting our health. So we need every possible voices that we can get, and you know, say stop the suits in protocols. Like it's it's crazy. Wake up in the morning, step your feet on your tiles, and your feet is black. 
we literally just bought the house yesterday. Wake up the next morning, your house is filled with black suits uh, or suits rather. So we are like creating awareness, creating awareness for it. Uh, I mean, government should step in and do something about it. That's like my major need now. In terms of my business, like, I'm not currently working on anything. Basically, just follow me on Instagram. Yeah. Like my stuff. Patronize the brand. Speak word about the brand. I'm a very chill guy. Mm-hmm. So yeah. So it's me. I mean, enjoy your questions and all. So I can get okay. that vibe already. So yeah, that's that's a very important issue to talk about. Absolutely. I think what we can do is at the time when we are going to push this episode live. I don't know if any such website exists or a page, but we need to find maybe a partner, someone that's talking a lot about, you know, because I don't feel it's just enough to just use like a hashtag and just say like, stop the suit. I want to see if we can find, if there's an organization or just someone that's actively working towards that, right? Because yes, our voices matter, but if you can get proactive steps, someone that's actually taking action towards that, I think that would be really helpful. So I will do a little bit of research on my part, just to see if anything like that exists. I don't know, because honestly, I have not looked into that, but yes. As much as we would love to just use the hashtag, we can add in the hashtag, we can talk about it. But if there's anyone that's taking proactive steps towards that, I think it will go a long way to actually make our voices heard. So yes, I'm a very big fan for you know actually getting stuff done. I know that hashtags and stuff like that raise a lot of awareness, but there's still a lot of work to be done. So thank you for bringing that issue up. I know that we've been talking about this, you know, and I feel like this suit issue, it's not even today. Like people have been saying this to me since as I think 2018 is when I actually heard about it. And now we're in 2022 and we're still on this matter. Like this is like literally the worst thing. It's not, it's not funny anymore. And we absolutely need to do something about that. So that's, that's still a very, and that's a very good cause that you've actually brought into life. Okay, so thank you so much for your time that you've spent with us. I know that your time is precious and I'm going to let you go in just one minute. The final question, what is your favorite street food? Street food? Yes. Have you put a cut boy and I call you a fish now? Fish, simple. I eat it almost every day. I'm sure all the people, all the pH, or even generally southerners, because I'm from Edo State, but I grew up in the north. Okay. Africa. But I'm very sure all the southerners right now are just like, yeah, like they're just telling <laughs> <laughs> They're like, you understand what's up? Like this guy knows what's up. Yes, uh-huh. yes. That's that's actually personal. I've been to pH, I think, twice or three times. I think I've been to pH like three. Okay. So I cannot dispute that one at all. And I'm very sorry to everybody that lives anywhere else in Nigeria, but you cannot, you cannot. You cannot. It's not the same thing. I'm sorry. I don't know what they are making where you live, but it's a different level when you go to like the origin, <laughs> where they still catch the fish. <laughs> 
It's a different level. Thank you so, so much for being with us, Favor. I have really, really enjoyed this time that we've spent. And I feel like this is one of the deepest conversations I've had. Like, I really love how honest you've been about everything that we've discussed here today. And I hope everyone that's listening in also appreciates the honesty because it's not everyone that wants to say or talk about these issues, right? We like to kind of maybe not sugarcoat it, but just not say it as it is, right? Because the truth is not as fine as a lot of people think that it would be. So thank you so much, Favor, and thank you to everyone listening. And I'll see you in the next episode. Bye. All right, thank you very much.